Hello and welcome back. You're feeling terrific. Today I have a very special guest because she is one of my favorite colleagues um, at uh, ServiceNow. So thank you for your time, uh, Tatiana. I really appreciate it. It was very hard to schedule an appointment with you, with your PA. So thank you for that. <laughs> But I'm very happy to have the conversation today. And uh, yeah, the conversation basically will be um, about um, how she tackles uh, the topic of having a career portfolio instead of a career path, right? And your background and your perspective on it is quite interesting. So thank you for your time, Tatiana. Um, you're currently a solution consultant um, at ServiceNow. But maybe with the first and most important question, maybe from your perspective, who are you? <laughs> so, uh, first of all, hi, Christian. I'm really, really absolutely thrilled to be here. I'm very happy that we have this session, um, although the planning was long. <laughs> you mentioned it. Um, well, basically, I'm a solution consultant where, where the role is also the, the motto, like I'm see my customers, I try to understand them, I try where they come, I try to get where they're coming from, and then, of course, offer solutions, best case scenario, with our wonderful product service now. Um, but generally, um, I myself, where do I come from? Oh, that's a long story. <laughs> um, I, well, I went to school, obviously, um, and then I started uh, studying, and I started out uh, studying uh, economics, so international economics. Unfortunately, I, I completely um, despaired of, of the math part of that. So now I'm a big fan of math. Um, then I wasn't. So <laughs> unfortunately, I failed and switched to political science, which is an interesting topic um, to do. Actually, I traveled a bit around the world, uh, saw different countries and saw also different cultures and how they approach topics like, you know, family, um, friends, but also business um, situations. That was really interesting. It also um, moved me a lot in a sense that I took quite a few sessions and lectures and experiences from that. Um, my initial wish was actually to stay in political science, and I wanted to have this um, university career to develop myself in university, you know, be a doctorate, be a professor, teach students and just um, give them all the best so they can, you know, again, um, put Uh, push science forward and let's, you know, be the best there is in the world. Um, unfortunately, though, um, not something that I failed at that, not at all. And let me just say now, and let's come back to that later, failure is not a bad thing. <laughs> it's not generally that, that you lose something. It's, it's usually always that you get new opportunities in life. So failure is good. Let's start with that. But um, I didn't stick to university in that sense, because I thought um, the race for uh, funding for finances to get your, you know, your stuff published, to be able to research, etc. Um, <laughs> that was not really my game in the end. So I switched um, to the uh, private sector, to the business side of things. And Do you mind interrupting you for a sec, Tatiana? Please, do. I just go very... <laughs> oh, good. No, but that's a very interesting point, right? So you just mentioned that it wasn't your thing to raise for money, right? But basically, isn't it what you're actually doing today to really describe what's the benefit of yours of, in this case, service now, in order to get money, if we put it like that? So you could have been keeping in this, in this space. That's an absolutely interesting thought. I hadn't thought of that before because basically but what maybe that's also the thing that you have to gain more experiences so that you could put yourself 
your life or your um, vision of how business is going or should be going into a different perspective. And that also enables, well, me selling to our customers because, yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm racing for money again, <laughs> to put it mildly. I mean, I'm, I'm in sales now. That's that's what we do. We, we go forward. We want to help our customers, but basically we don't help for free. It's always the, the slight notion that we want to sell something in the background. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, at the end, it's business, right? And it's also, yeah. for example, the same thing when every company is talking about family. At the end, it's business. And uh, we are in a, a society, but also economic-wise, uh, that um, everyone wants to make money. And so it's basically how it is, right? Um, but yeah, so basically, if it's... Basically, if it's not family. <laughs> Don't call me on the weekends. <laughs> I don't call you on the weekend. No. <laughs> no, no, but basically, if it's not working out with being a solution consultant anymore, so you could go back there. Yeah, and it's it's always kind of still like a dream in in the background to to go back and and to teach and you know to have um, big audiences in front of me and and just you know give them a bit of inspiration. That's actually something that I'm I'm still aspiring to, but. Not on the horizon just yet, <laughs> but let's yeah. see. But you know, Tatiana, you don't need a big um, audience to inspire, right? Every time when you're in Munich in the office, you inspire me every time. So, you know, <laughs> I'll go to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I love to hear that. Um, but, but I interrupted you. Yeah, you did. <laughs> go ahead. Your now, inspiring is, is really something that, that I think should 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 be the goal in general. I know when we talked about this session, you you asked me also in which direction can we go and what could be like a core message um, that we want to um, give to our wonderful audience here in the call. Um, and one thing or one word that really comes to mind is inspiration, inspiring other people. Because independent of where you are, be it HR, <laughs> be it an accountant, be it a technician or an engineer. Um, Inspiration is not always straightforward, but in some, uh, in most cases, really, this is the background. You want to achieve something. You want to help people. You want to inspire people to be the best they can be. Um, Apple technicians, I bet they were very happy to inspire us with their awesome technology and get us connected and, and you know, being able to order a taxi and to send a text. So <laughs> inspiration is always in the background. Yeah. Um, you also mentioned it. Um regarding the 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 background right so you're basically you're having a multicultural background and that doesn't mean necessarily coming from a different country and whatsoever right but more also um regarding um yeah different perspectives for example and political science the study right now working in sales working at a customer side how or what would you say how does this whole yeah experience thing shapes you or shape you as a person as you are now today? It definitely broadened my horizon. So <laughs> that, is, that is one big, big advantage. If you try different things, you, you always get different perspectives and also different ideas. Just, you know, you get the feel of how different things are being done somewhere else. Not, not necessarily just in your home area, but really in different topics, in different companies, in, in different cultures. You know, from... Um, perspective most people who are very i don't want to go in that uh, uh 
the xenophobic uh, area, but most people are really um, very much interested in German culture are usually those that have not traveled far abroad because then you get to know people and get to love people as, as they are also as they are in their culture. Um, I think that's also one focus point you have to try. If, if you burn for something, if you have an interest, if, if you're enthusiastic about something, you have to try it. I mean, in most cases, being good at something comes from trying, practicing, failing, <laughs> trying again, 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 and, and then you're brilliant at it sooner or later. <laughs> I mean, I, I will not be a rocket scientist or um, an engineer in my life. Um, and I did try out to play the trumpet when I was a kid. <laughs> I will not be perfect in that anymore. My neighbors are very grateful that I stopped. <laughs> But still, if if I wanted to, if if I really wanted to do something, then I would try. And that's, I think, the message. Always just, you know, go ahead and try. Yeah. Maybe let us add on something uh, you just mentioned twice. Twice, no. That's quite a, quite a number, twice. But um, failure is not a bad thing, right? Um, I'm wondering, I mean, this is something in in the theoretical way, right? But do you have an example for us where you failed? And how did you, yeah, deal with it? I mean, I think, or I assume, and I'm also talking about my experience, right? So when, when you fail in the first second um, afterwards, um, you you think you you feel like, what am I worth? Saying in an extremely way, right? But at the end, as you mentioned, it's basically nothing, and you can grow and and, and learn and grow for, for, with it. Do you have an example for us from your experience? Yeah, very recent one, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> no, generally, um, my first failure, I think, that really mattered was my economic studies, that, that I just failed at math. Math and statistics, we will not be friends, <laughs> I thought. Now, now it's completely different, so I like math. I will not be a theoretical mathematician anytime soon, but um, that was the biggest failure, and that also defined me, because I thought this is something, you know, I, I didn't have, like, an idea of what I was going to be when, when I finished school and started studying. Um, it was just, okay, economics, <laughs> as most economic students uh, might think, um, is a wonderful basis for, for your career. It's just like basic studies. So you can develop and become anything with um, a degree in uh, BBL, <laughs> if you like to call it. Um, and I thought this this is like, if, if I say this is the basis, then why do I fail at that? And it hurt. And failure sucks. Let's let's be very honest about that. Failure absolutely sucks. Um, but in the end, usually life just opens other doors for you. You might not see them directly. Um, you might take a while, you know, draw yourself back into yourself um, for a week or a month, in some cases even a year. But um, give yourself that time. But you will see that This one thing that, that you aimed for in that moment is, is not the only thing that interests you. So people are, uh, I don't want to say diverse, people are extremely interesting. In, in, they have plenty of, of um, passions, interests, topics they want to follow up on. And in some cases, um, it's just go out, talk to your friends, talk to your family, talk to people that you meet on the street. Uh, I don't I don't care. Um, just see what they're up to and you will see you will be inspired simply by hearing their stories. So go out and connect. And then maybe, very likely, <laughs> you will find your next passion or at least um, a hint and advice that 
you know, takes you there. Yeah. And you know what? When when I hear you talking or when we meet each other, right, in the office, every time when I see you and when I talk to you, I am 110% sure that, yeah, I mean, I did not make the final decision, but I hired you as the recruiter, right? And this is something which I'm really proud of because I think you can really bring a lot, not just to service now, but for every company you, you are working for. So yeah, this is one of my pro, uh, proudest achievements. So maybe let me put it like that. I appreciate it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It was a yeah. very wise decision. <laughs> yeah. No, but also what you just uh, mentioned, um, maybe um, correct me if I'm wrong, but if, if I summarize it like that, um, everything happens for a reason and being open-minded are two key elements to be maybe not just successful, but also kind of happy. Or maybe well, what does happy mean, mean to you? Um, happy means, oh, <laughs> that, that's um, a very profound question, but happy basically means being in, in the right spot for you at that time. So there, there's also this, this other kind of happy, you know, being uh, no meetings or appointments in, in the afternoon and a little drunk. <laughs> That's my perfect uh, definition of happiness. Um, no, but seriously, if, if you feel you are in the right spot at that point of time in your life, then there is happiness. There always will be happiness. And... Um, One thing that I wanted to mention is if you fail at something and, and you're, well, usually you're sad, you feel not good. <laughs> let's, let's put it that way. Um, you don't usually or don't naturally go out to look for opportunities. It's counterintuitive to do that. But I, I still would, would say anytime, go out, meet someone and, and just ask them, ask them what, what they're up to. And maybe you will have, uh, we will get an idea uh, from them also what interests you. Yeah, no, that's, um, that's an uh, interesting um, perspective, um, just being also proactive, right? And sometimes it does make sense to um, yeah do counterintuitive things. So that's also a good one. Um, Maybe um, coming back uh, to to the agenda, kind of, because we uh, were kind of slipping away from it. But that's a good thing. So it's just a guideline, right? But maybe that's also a good question for now, I would say. Um, you just mentioned it, I think, um, a little bit. But what drives you as a person? Mm, what drives me? I mean, I mentioned inspiration, <laughs> but um, that is just really um, not just inspiration for myself. I really want to inspire people. and I want to inspire people for our platform, for our solution. After I studied um, political science, I switched to IT, which also the explanation of that also is kind of our, our agenda. So let's just, you know, wrep up here. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> no, but um, I switched from political science uh, and went into the IT uh, universe. So IT is this really broad uh, spectrum of, of opportunities that, that you can have. And I first was a project manager, then um, I was a support um, project management office um, supporter. Um, then I was a manager in the IT infrastructure areas where I really had, you know, a lot of technical details um, to cover and I wasn't prepared for that. So basically I used to, uh, or I did study um, in the afternoons that that was my hobby, study IT um, in, in uh, my free time, in my spare time. Um, 
but what always drove me was was to to be good at it, to just you know be able to to in, in America you would say to serve the community, to serve the customer. Um, although that notion seems a little romantic and, and overboard, um, it's it's really what drives me. I want to be the best at what I am, and I want to help someone. I want to help my customers. This is like big circle coming around now. Being in sales is of course the the first um, step where you really can start helping your customer. And, and I'm very happy I have, uh, from from technological point of view, an amazing product that, that I can, you know, tell people about and inspire them to do better with our product, with our platform. Um, this helps, actually, to have a good product in, in the background <laughs> to, to inspire people. Um, but it's really... I was there and I have those experiences, what it is to be in the infrastructure and not have a platform like ServiceNow. And now, of course, I can relate perfectly to my customers and say, okay, guys, I, I know where you're at. I know where it hurts. And, and I also know how we can help. And of course, that conversation then takes a completely different turn. Um, and we talk on a completely different level, just saying, okay, you know, we have this um, eye-to-eye understanding. And customers usually also um, give that feedback. It's like wonderful to be understood and, and you really nailed it. <laughs> you really um, hit uh, the pain points. And um, we can see now also where the solutions and where the future might come from just to be able to, you know, work. Not I, I have to try like five different software products and or jump through different teams. Um, I raise my re- request here and I get my product afterwards there. And it's simplicity in most cases really inspiration be the best and and strive for just helping people that was a good summary <laughs> thank you for that but um, <laughs> maybe in that context um what does mean career to you career means um getting better <laughs> Not not from health perspective, of course, but um, getting better at what you are, who you are, and, and what you can do within your business life. And I think that really was something that, that I recently had the chance to, to you know, reflect a bit on, on my career development so far. And one thing that, that came up, I have this wonderful um, three-step scenario. So I, I get somewhere, I learn. Then I grow because I have the basis of what I learned. Then I extend the basis of what I learned. And then I start to inspire people to, to really, you know, get that knowledge that I, that I learned and grew out into the world. And in university, I, I started off as a student, of course. So I learned, I grew, I became um, a tutor for, for different, for other students. And in the end, I organized student conferences. And that was the inspiration part to get it further out into the world. And, um, I had a similar event um, lately in the network area. I'm, I'm um, participating or a member of, of a, a female um, technology network, uh, Net4Tech. And here it was the same. I, I learned there are networks. I, I uh, grew. I gave um, uh, a panel uh, in her career um, conference last year. Um, wonderful conference, by the way. So I invite everyone to come and join. It's an amazing event. Um, and now I organized the first Net for Tech event in Hamburg. So again, I heard I it was quite a success. Oh, coincidentally, 15th of June we'll have the next event. So if anyone is interested, please do contact me. 
<laughs> and it's always these these three steps, you know, you you dive into a topic, dive into a subject, you learn, you grow, and then you can externalize your knowledge and inspire others. Yeah. You know what I really like about about your answer to that uh, question, mm -hmm. right? It wasn't something like, for example, okay, I want to be head of something or senior manager of whatsoever, right? It's much more meaningful. And this is what I think is also, yeah, is once real, once someone realized that, I think this is the enabler to become whatsoever you want to become, right? So that's a really good And in most cases, it will like naturally follow. If, if you're good at something and you're not like, uh, you have to be visible, of course. So no one is just handing you a career. <laughs> no one ever. <laughs> um, but if you really want to participate in that in, in that um, business, want to participate in that process, in that team, in, in that business culture, wherever you are, um, you will be visible sooner or later. And if you're good at what you do, because you it's your passion, you will be good at what you do. Um, then, of course, the career will come. And it's basically, yeah, be good at what you do, love what you do, um, and the career will follow. It's a given. I'm curious, how would you describe your own situation at ServiceNow at the moment, based on what you just said? I think I'm now at growing. <laughs> not, not yet at inspiring, which is twofold, because I'm, I'm an inspiration where I try to inspire my customers, but that's also part of my job. But within the ServiceNow setting and culture, I think I've, I've started uh, last January, so I'm with ServiceNow now for a year and a quarter. <laughs> so I've, I've learned, I've, I've joined the team, I, I felt absolutely welcome. So it's an amazing culture in service now. Um, I learned the platform, the technology, the processes, the philosophy. Um, and now I'm starting to, to also, you know, go into the grow area where I say I can also, uh, or I am asked to support um, set up of processes, set up of strategies, um, I absolutely love that. <laughs> I love strategic uh, planning. It's it's one of my um, favorites. Um, and I hopefully <laughs> sometime soon, um, I will be in the position where I can also go out and inspire people. Of course, scenario, um, perfect scenario would be to have those classical career steps so that you also reflect that and your role and your position um, that you are now an inspiration. and. Let this be a, a lesson to all the management positions out there. You should be an inspiration <laughs> because that's basically what management is. Not, you know, telling someone when they're off or uh, like um, approve vacation days, but really inspire people to be their best. Yeah. No, I, I really can relate to that. Um, also from my experience, um, I think this is a, this is a game changer, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. yeah. Not, nothing to add, <laughs> nothing to add. Um, maybe from a different perspective, um, I mean, everyone who's listening to this conversation or watching this on YouTube, right, um, can see a sneak peek of it. So your passion for what you do and um, also for, for, for the platform and, and so on, right? But what gives you power? What gives you energy? Oh, my friends. Maybe, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you again, but and maybe not coming from wowing the customers and stuff like that. But you as a person. Honestly, my friends. So I'm um, 
Oh God, I used to do loads of sport. So I was, I was running, I went to the gym. Uh, I don't know. I, I did plenty of those, but at the moment, um, you, you might see that I'm not very fresh looking at the moment. <laughs> Since Corona, <laughs> my active life has pretty much come to a halt. <laughs> Still, I'm planning to take up jogging again, but, um, it's really people. It's my family, my friends, and we love to wine and dine, you know, just have the evening to um, ourselves, fancy restaurants, uh, go out, have wonderful conversations, talk about the same stuff again and again and about new stuff. <laughs> it's basically what you do when you when you meet your friends very regularly. Some topics are like uh, oldies but goldies. Uh, and once in a while, there's also a new topic, and that's highly interesting. So this is my basis and of course a very nice um partnership <laughs> it's love conquers all nothing to it again <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know that right <laughs> love nothing to it again <laughs> <laughs> um may, may, maybe let's demystify something right uh, i mean the title of this conversation is quite uh, kind of interesting And we already scratched it in the intro a little bit. But um, what is career portfolio? What does what does career portfolio mean to you? Um, it's a thought that lies really, really close to to my main interest. Um, I've positioned myself now in in, in this podcast already to say, um, "Be the best you can, and you will be." And that, of course, also goes hand in hand with my definition or thought of, of how careers should be. Um, the classical one, of course, is you decide on your career once you finish school or even before that. And then you follow all those steps. You know, you go, I don't know, you go intern at the company, then you start there with a <laughs> medium level job, um, very little salary, uh, worst case scenario. And then you work your way up. You know, you meet the right people, you fulfill exactly the right um, tasks. But there's not much that comes from, from you internally. It's, it's mainly a, a given path from the outside. And I, with every fiber in my body, I rebel against that thought. Because I, core of me still thinks you have to want it. You have to have passion for it and independent of what it is. And it might change. <laughs> Suddenly, you know, you wake up one Monday and think, no, I don't want to be an accountant anymore. I want to be a rocket scientist. Um, and that's fine. I mean, if, if you get into that area that's even even better but um in most cases really just look at the opportunities that you have and look at the interests that you have and don't be deterred by a classical path that you should take because that's not you that that's external but you have to have your intrinsic motivation and i myself i, I saw that i mean i started off with social sciences or political science i went into it and, and now i'm in sales that's like full circle financially, <laughs> but um, not financially, commercially, let's put it that way. Um, but it, there, there were so many, so different topics uh, in the meantime. And it's always, you try something and, and you find if it, if it fits you or not. And then you turn around, try something else. And it might also be that 10 years later, the first thing you tried is, is still the thing that, that, you know, moves you the most. So you return to that and that's fine because in the core of me i think career is not a path an external path that you follow but it's really something that that you have to find for yourself and then follow 
like the, the red line in, in, in your life. And even if there is none, it doesn't matter. Um, failure is good because that shows you where you're good at or where you want to be better at. Because that's also one, one of the parts of failure. Um, do you feel uh, re really, really bad because you didn't achieve something that you didn't really want to have in the first place? If you fail at something that you really, really wanted to have, then you will try again and again and again, as long as it takes. Um, Uh, yeah, that failure also hurts. So <laughs> let's be honest, uh, never mind. But failure also means this is the one moment where you really can identify if this is something that you want to have, because then you will try again and again and again, never mind how long it takes. Or is it something that you think you should have, but don't really want? And in that case, just leave it. <laughs> Look for other opportunities and never have someone else tell you what to do. That's bad idea bad advice yeah, and i hope my uh, kids are not listening <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no but th this is a re really great advice because i think um it also has to do um with um, breaking barriers right not just within for example in the work environment where there might be still the classical hi hierarchy just one career etc but also when it comes to your own mind right because you might still have the thinking which was um, taught to you um, from generations before or whatsoever, but which might not be the case anymore nowadays. Or maybe this is also something which might hold you back, right? To be your own self and, and be also happy. I would also um, combine or introduce happiness um, in, into this context because I think, um, yeah, as you mentioned, when you failed and um, you, you, think okay did i even want want did i even want it then why why trying again right why not focusing on something which really inspires you and there inspiration again but maybe let me add one one more thing uh, which is quite, kind of interesting and i think so you mentioned rocket scientist twice now maybe this is something for you <laughs> let me think about it will not take long no <laughs> <laughs> No, it's um, actually, I, I was thinking the other day, if, if physicists might not be a thing for me, but uh, no. <laughs> but again, yeah. very important message here is it's not age related. So if, if you're not interested in physics at age 18, um, it doesn't matter. If, if you start getting interested at age 40 or 50, well, then just delve into the topic and see where it takes you. Uh, you, you might not necessarily have to become a rocket scientist after all, <laughs> but in some cases, just, you know, getting a job with a different angle that, that fulfills your passions better might be all the um uh, all the uh, ah now my english is leaving me <laughs> all good. but let, uh, me, let me yeah but let me write it down so third time rocket scientist but the other thing is isn't it interesting how how complex just the word career can be oh if you take it from the right perspective. Absolutely. And I think, unfortunately, um, a lot of people still have that notion in, in, in their head that you have to have a specific uh, education, a specific um, family in the background even. Um, there's those fields too where people say, no, I, I don't have the right background, familial, cultural background to go in that area. Um And it might also be that this is a hindrance, but if, if you're passionate about something, it will not be a hindrance or an obstacle very long. 
Um, Education-wise, of course, there are, and let me now switch to a different example, <laughs> there are specific areas where I would strongly advise to follow a traditional path like medicine, <laughs> like becoming a doctor or a surgeon. Um, I would really prefer my surgeon to have studied like <laughs> in the usual um uh, the usual educational path. Um, but if, if you have an interest in medicine and don't necessarily have to be like master surgeon at a hospital, um, then you will find opportunities that, that still fulfill your passion, uh, be it that you are a supporting doctor um, at, uh, or clinical trialist, for example, uh, at a pharmaceutical company. Why not? So that is something where you not necessarily have to be a certified surgeon um, to work there. Um, I think what I, I just think of, of the her career, um, last year in Munich, where, where I met, um, uh, not a colleague, um, a girl from university and she said she, she wanted to, no, not university. I'm sorry. She was working, um, in, oh, let me lie, <laughs> um, marketing and she wanted to join agile project management. I think it was. And the first thought was that that jump shouldn't be too far so from marketing to agile project management should, should be okay um, but she said she she received quite a few rejections um, in her uh, applications and we came to talk uh, for a bit and she said in most cases um, the feedback really was that she didn't have the experience and that's a very interesting thought to have she, she didn't have the experience but she didn't necessarily like uh, the training because that's something that, that you can do you can you know book courses go go back to um be it um, university, be it uh, business courses via LinkedIn or Zing, not Zing, uh, via LinkedIn. There, there's plenty of courses that, that you can do. Um, her feedback was that she lacked experience. Um, and we talked a bit further and uh, we defined a strategy for her, how she can approach that subject. So the first step she should take is really reach out to the people who are um, either working in the area or in her favorite business and just connect and see what specifically that business or that area of of, um, uh, uh, of business um, requires, and then um, she can she still has the opportunity to apply, of course, but um, maybe first in a different role, and then within that business move slowly over to the role that she really wants to have. And that's the thing about passion: um, if you really are passionate about something. <laughs> you're not necessarily um, patient, <laughs> not necessarily, but um, if you really want to have something, the target is really the most important thing to you and you will work your way towards it. Um, and in some cases, career might mean having a few stations in between that were not part of your plan initially. But as long as they bring you towards your target, they're fine. And you might even pick up a few skills uh, on the side which is always good. Yeah, and that's a very, very good example, right? And maybe let me um, introduce uh, something um, higher for talent, trained for skills. I think this having this attitude is key for the future, especially when it comes to the demographics and so on, right? But also from a different perspective or maybe another thought, um, I mean, almost every company is talking today about diversity, right? And in Germany, obviously, we have most of it, it's not everything, right? There's a lot of when it comes to diversity, but most uh, of the time it's um, from a gender perspective, right? But especially also when it comes to um, what you just mentioned as an example, right? 
moving from one area to a totally different area. But at the end, she has skills which are totally transferable, right? And when you also diversify your team and enriches it with different perspectives, different background, different mindset, which adds value to it, why not? I mean, of course, then the companies are coming and saying, okay, but we have this specific situation, this specific blah, blah, blah. At the end, at least from my perspective, most of the time, it's just, or those are just excuses, right? Because if you really want to have an impact within your business, within your team, within your culture, then you have to be open minded. Or what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I, I can admire the fact um, that it is much easier to to look for skills in in a CV than than to look for attitude. And it's really really difficult to get to know people in an interview kind of setting. Um, everyone wants to be on their best behavior, well prepared, you know, makeup and, and hair done. Um, it's it's not easy to identify attitude in an interview full stop um but if you look at people like upside down look at what 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 was the last thing they did and ask them why they want to have what they have now and they don't answer because i want to pay my shopping bills or my rent um in most cases you, you can see if they are driven to this role because they have passion for that role um or if they are simply looking for okay this might be beneficial for my career advancement another word that i loathe <laughs> it's not a good word um and i also think especially well especially in in our in our area now in, in sales um having different backgrounds in the team is super beneficial it's uh, because our customers are just as diverse as, as our team is um, and we can then, of course, learn from each other within the team, but also from from our customers, and, and draw that experiences, those experiences together. Maybe create a completely different, <laughs> amazing uh, experience. But um, I think we, we should. Well, I want to advertise for 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 a bit more openness. So so if you have some some role, some some function that you're applying for, um, just be honest. Just you know, no, I'm not your perfect candidate educational wise, but I bring the passion. I, I want to have that and I want to excel at that. And I think uh, German law, German labor law gives you a lot of opportunities to just try out. You know, you can offer um, a trial day uh, that that is feasible for, for everyone, even um, 40 hour <laughs> per week workers um, to just come in for a day, see what, what, what the whole job is about, how the team is to get to know people um, and try out both for employer and employee to see if they fit together. Um, generally, I I think I'd rather have someone showing the passion, coming from a different background, but showing the passion um, than someone who has you know trained all their life uh, towards that point in time. Because ba- basically, they just bring those experiences, not you know ideas and creativity. Yeah. No, I think that's quite a sensitive topic. So let's let's leave it here, <laughs> maybe for the audience uh, to to think uh, further and and discuss. Um, but maybe l- let me read um, a quote to you. Right. So not every station has to be important, but it has to be right for you. First question: Who made this statement? Uh, I have to disappoint. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> Would you still agree with your with your statement? Yes. Why? 
Um, okay, a, a very bland reason. It's, it's really, really, really boring. Is um, if you have a CV or your own CV, and there is a station in between that doesn't really fit. But you had to try. <laughs> Passion comes back in. You had to try, and this was really a dream of you or a goal of you, or just you know, just just a side hustle that that you did for for a while. Um, you can argue so much better that this fits into your CV. Um, if you failed at it, <laughs> you know, full circle to the beginning, failure, yay. Um, you can still argue that you learned from it. Well, so that that's. Um, not every station really has has to be yours, but you still have to feel the fit. And I know it's it's a very um, a very optimistic point of view on life to to have only stations, jobs, uh, where you are loca being located, at, at where you really want to be. There is plenty of um, dependencies, plenty of uh, limitations from the outside world. That uh, I just mentioned, um, paying your shopping bills or uh, <laughs> paying your rent uh, so that you can live somewhere. Um, I know in some cases people, and I myself also in, in, in the past when I was a student at least, um, you're pressed to have a job, full stop, just you know to be able to afford life. Um, still, I think even in those scenarios, you can find things, you can find um, professions or jobs that have something to do with you, something to do with your passion. or a step towards her passion. And the very boring reason why I think that is also good for your CV is uh, you can argue reasonably that it fits into your CV. Yeah, boring enough. I'm, I think I'm on your side. <laughs> so that's, I don't know if that's a good thing, but uh, no, it's interesting. No, thank you for, for sharing your, your point of view. Um, let's come back to inspiration, right? Why does career portfolio inspire you? I think it's it's something that that you mentioned earlier that you have the the diverse backgrounds that can inspire each other or can you know integrate and and be bigger than just the whole of their parts. I think that's that's exactly it. If if you for yourself get a few different outlooks on life or a few different perspectives, if you collect experiences, so to speak. Um, I think you can handle not just life, but also the challenges of business completely different than just, you know, straightforward, always to the same goal. Um, it's also something um, where you can say it, it always leaves the door open. I'm, I'm a person, <laughs> I like to always have, you know, a door open somewhere. Um, not something that I just jump into and be right back. Uh, no, but um, always have an idea of what life can bring apart from what you have right now, because life is amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's the only one we have, I know. Um, but I think nowadays, and again, very optimistic, but um, we have amazing opportunities in Europe in our areas, in business, even though we have, you know, supply chain and labor uh, shortage and whatnot and inflation. Oh, yeah, let me not start on inflation. But um, we have so many opportunities out there and some of them we, we don't even know about. Um, so it's always good to just keep an eye out. And once you do that, you will automatically see that straight line is not always the best one. 
Yeah. That was a very complicated response, but yeah. <laughs> good. And this brings us also to, to yeah, basically the next question, right? But from a client to a software vendor, why did you make this step? Easy answer, because I could. <laughs> no. Um, um, when I was working in, in my previous job, I was the manager of, uh, of the service desk area. So every time I picked up the phone, I had an, an unhappy person at the other end of the line. And yeah, I, I really like to help. <laughs> but at some point uh, comes the time where I say, no, I don't want to talk to unhappy people. I want to talk to happy people or, or make people happy. And, and that's different. So, um, I wanted to have the ability to offer solutions and not just, you know, service desk managers say, heck yeah, okay, I will talk to my agents and they will offer a solution, but really be able to um, do some good to, to transform. I mean, we sell a platform software that enables smooth processes and workflows and uh, enables the digitalization of, of our customers' businesses. And that's a very transformatory aspect. So I want to help transform everybody's life into something better. That's a bit different. <laughs> I wasn't very really happy about the solution. Yeah. No, that, that that's really interesting. And I think, um, please correct me if I'm wrong, but it's also kind of the intrinsic motivation, what was driving you, but also the, the purpose. So you're, I think you're purpose-driven. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe you're not, but I would say you're purpose-driven. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and I think also ServiceNow was kind of a part of it. Um, yeah, because it, yeah, the platform enables you to to be this transformational enabler, right? Um, maybe maybe from a different perspective, um, what role does attitude play when changing the perspective from a career path mindset toward a career portfolio mindset? I think you suddenly see um, more opportunities because if you, if you have the, the career path lens in mind, then you always just see the, the next, um, uh, how do you call it, internal job portals, for example, you just see the next step that is advertised there. So if, if, if you're an intern, you, you look for, for a full-time job. If you're an employee, uh, you look for the first management position. If you're a manager, you look for the next management position. But that's it's just, you know, uh, blinding yourself to, to all the opportunities out there. If you're um, focused on, on portfolio, on, on collecting experiences, I think you're much more open to also um, have um, projects on the sideline. I know project management has, has gotten huge over the past, you know, decade or whatever. Um, people tend to also see their, their jobs as a project, which I absolutely can agree with. Um, if you have something and, and you don't necessarily have an, an absolute idea where you want to go, you, you just tend to have these, these side projects that kind of automatically propel you to somewhere new. Because if, if you have, if you put yourself in a management position and you have an employee who's um, interested, open and interested to take on new tasks and not just, you know, new tasks until they're absolutely overworked and, and almost burned out, but tasks that they um, really want to do and where they can inspire, I know we've had that word, but also in, inspire um, the culture and, and other colleagues and, and maybe um, 
drive the business strategy forward. And then, of course, you would prefer that staff member or a colleague, right? Because they show that they're interested also in outside of their of their own tasks and, and take on a perspective that is broader, that they can um, teach themselves, train themselves to, to be good at that topic or at that project. And you can then take that person and develop them into something new. It does not necessarily have to be a management position. You can also go in the direction of, of expertise or, um, well, okay, team leadership is also a management position. Um, but maybe also connecting different um, areas of business where you have um, overlaps so far, but you haven't found a way to, to unify those areas. Then you suddenly have someone, maybe through a project work, um, that helps you do that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe last question in, in that regard. Um, so did you always have the mindset of a career portfolio? And if not, when did it change and why? No, no. Um, no, definitely not. Um, I mean, when, when I started out studying, apart from this, I want to have this, this basic economic background. I didn't even have an idea of what I wanted to be. Um, let's just say I'm, I'm a bit... <laughs> Um, my mother would say thick-headed. Um, uh, stur, oh God. Stubborn? Stubborn, yeah. <laughs> just just a tiny bit. Um, and I, I always liked to try out new things and just to have this career path always seemed a bit boring to me. Um, so no, I definitely did not have that mindset, but I realized how much more this world can offer once once you, you know, just... Let it be. <laughs> Pick the opportunities that come along. Yeah. Um, one thing that I wanted to mention, though, um, just getting back a few few steps. Um, you mentioned diversity earlier. I'm sorry if I suddenly jump mm -hmm. in and, and get us back to that topic. Um, I think diversity is is, is fine. <laughs> should should be better. Um, but one thing that I'm still missing in most areas is visibility because we have plenty of wonderful women and if i look around in service now we have so many talented wonderful passionate women um what i'm missing is really more role models more visibility on them not, not just from from management perspective but, but also from you know um bottom-up perspective who are we and what can we achieve and um i think may now is, is months of leadership uh, not leadership uh, diversity equity and equality um, and I think this is something that, that we should all push forward a bit more, you know, to have not just have that um, female networks, but also to, to just make it visible that, that we are there and that we do amazing work. It's just a thought that I had that I wanted to mention. All good. All good. No, I think, um, yeah, I mean, there, there are a lot of studies um, out there, right? But for example, also what I think is that, also, from a change man management perspective, I think also the leadership has uh, to change their minds in in a regard. For example, um, for example, when when it comes to having a career portfolio, right? So you might not have the classical um, CV moving from junior to normal and then senior and whatsoever, right? And then, for example, if you're having interest, um, for example, three or four areas, and you're currently working at a company and you are reaching out to people in four different areas, and then someone, um, of course, is talking to another manager, and then, for example, you 
are yeah in a final interview and then there will be a question like yeah but why are you interested in this role because i talked to other people and you are also interested in three other roles why is this role so so why do you want it right and then you have to be i mean obviously there has to be kind of a yeah um, kind of a thinking behind but then you as a employee are in a situation where uh, where you are you have to justify yourself which is also kind of It doesn't make sense um, for career portfolio, career portfolio supporting working environments. Would you agree, or what are your thoughts? I'd be a bit cautious if, if I have that question because um, the, the the first notion that I have is that that is a person who is very much stuck in a career path scenario. Like you, you now apply for this job, but you also applied for three other jobs internally. It's like okay, yeah, well. Who cares? <laughs> um, if you are so, if you have the like the basis, the the the, the background, or or even um, the passion to go forward with that job, then then you will be able to tell them. And I think limiting yourself to to just this one job is also might be the best idea for you because this is really the job that you want to have. Um, but if you see it as it's the best job for me now, then the other three might also be the best job for you now. And I think it's it's unfair to to ask someone, why do you want to have especially that job when you also applied for three others? And it's a question I don't want to hear in an interview. It's my, I mean, it's, it's, it's fair enough to find out if that person you're interviewing really has the passion for that job because you will need someone with passion for that job. Um, but formulating as you did now it's like nah <laughs> let's not do that let's let's rather try um from a different perspective and say why do you want to have exactly that job yeah no thank you for sharing your thoughts on this one maybe last question from my side um self-awareness self-reflection mental health recharging purpose password bingo or what absolutely <laughs> <laughs> This was the answer I wanted to hear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I also tend to get a bit tired of the words, um, but the concepts behind them are super important. So I wouldn't be where I'm at right now if, if I hadn't used a bit of self-reflection once in a while, <laughs> just to see, you know, um, I mean, we're in sales. We have to convince our customers and we have to convince them really early on. Because if you're not convincing, like in the second session, they will not have a third session with us. Um, and in that case, self-reflection makes a lot of sense to just see, you know, is, is, how is the personal fit? Did I get my message across? What did the customer understand? Um, that's that's one part of it. That That's the business part of it. But also, if, if you're trailing opportunities, it might be a good idea once in a while to ask yourself if this is really an opportunity that you still want to have. Because interests change, um, circumstances change, people change. Um, so still just running behind that target, even if you're not behind it uh, 100% anymore. Um, yeah, not a good idea. So self-awareness and especially reflection once in a while, good idea. So thank you for sharing this also. And also thank you for your time, Tatiana. Um, it has been quite a wonderful conversation. Always a pleasure. And uh, maybe over to you for the last words. <laughs> this, 
this is something that, that I actually was thinking uh, for a long time about if, if I bring that or not. Um, but one thing that um, a professor of mine once told me, um, and I have a, an absolute passionate hate-love relationship to that quote, um, but it's actually uh, whether you can or you cannot, you are right. And I love that quote. I hate that quote completely. I adore it. I, I don't want to see it ever again. But it's it's really it's up to you. So if, if you think you can do something, then you can do it. If you don't think you can do something, then you will never be able to. So those were my last words. <laughs> and thank you for that, Tatiana. Hope to see you soon in Munich again. And um, yeah, take care. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. <laughs> Bye.